Ladies and gentlemen, Marley Watkins and Dave Hopkins, welcome to Worldie! Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 20 of the Worldie Podcast, and with me, as always, Andrew Horatio Roberts. Hello there, how are we doing? Very, very well. Tremendous. What's been What's been going on? Well, well I, I am a more complete person. I My soul has been enriched <laughs> because I have finally visited the Medeski Stadium. Oh, visit to RG2, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully everybody uh, got the podcast, so we won't go into that we can let you go back and listen to the special because you'll get to hear andy uh, wax lyrical about the uh, bad and bad of coming to watch reading at the bad stuff yeah i mean i thought i reckon we can probably flesh it out a little bit because okay. we only talked a little bit at the end of the game about about the experience didn't we but um otherwise yes we have a listen back because it was a great little fun little walk down to the stadium yeah, it was nice, so the previous it? episode well worth a listen we've had some lovely weather as well i have to say the last few games although the football's been terrible it's been a bloody lovely time walking up in the sunshine Especially this weekend, it was delightful. Yeah, oh, lovely. Um, and what a what a wonderful result at the end of it, right? <laughs> yeah, not so good in there. No, no. But but everything around it, fine. Uh, but we'll get to that nightmare later on uh, in the pod. Let's start by getting our teeth into uh, the games from the rest of the football league. What has been going on? Well, as always, lots of stuff has been going on. So starting down there in League Two. We are once again uh, looking at a table that is pretty much unchanged. Lincoln doing very, very well at the start of the season. Yeah, they, and they beat. There's really good result for them beating Exeter three nil at St James's Park. Poor didn't old they? Exeter. Yeah, and I mean because they've had a good start as well, right? Exeter. They've you know. Yeah. They, um, Although I get the feeling now because they got beaten by by Tisdale's Dons and now they've lost yeah. again. Um, and so and so it's, that's their classic wobble early is. season wobble but you know they got some good groundwork in so you never know that's that that is two two pretty decent sides that they've played back to back there um, true. It's very for true. Exeter but um but Lincoln City I mean they yeah scored they they won three nil they've got um uh fellow who scored their second goal I think it was John Akinde yes who has been around like lower reaches of football a thousand I feel like I've seen him play <laughs> for about 10 different football teams and I honestly could I don't think I could tell you what a single one of them was no. yeah, fe- John Akinde it's a very very good point he's a he, it's just one of those names isn't it I I have a funny feeling he a funny feeling he played for Barnet, um, but honestly, I, but I, I just I just feel like I saw him once a hundred years ago. I don't. I mean, the list of clubs is numerous. Okay, I have to say, um, and a lot. He's, he's actually been been employed by Bristol City for for quite a long time, but done an enormous amount on loan. Okay. He's actually, his best spell has been with Barnet, yeah. So from okay, 2014 yeah. to 2018, scoring 87 and 186. 87 and 186, that's pretty not fucking bad, good. 166, really, even better. Bloody hell, that's one in two. Jesus, over four years. If my eyesight was as good as his goal scoring. <laughs> Crikey. Good stuff. Yeah, very impressive. Um, so, yeah, so uh, he, he bagged a goal on Lincoln sitting pretty, I would say, in League Two. 
Yeah, I mean, you would be a brave person to bet against them um, for promotion, particularly with three auto spots um, in the Absolutely. two. So, yeah, if I mean, all credit to them, um, to talk- Danny Cowley and his bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, those boys. Uh, talk to me about Swindon Town. Fucking hell. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, so they, they a, a fairly simple bog-standard one-all draw. On um, paper. And I actually can't even remember who, who was it against. Um, Somebody it was... from League Two. <laughs> <laughs> it, was MK, it was Tisdale. Oh, the, was it? Oh, okay. Okay, well, actually, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's actually that's actually a pretty good result because I, I think it was a really early goal they conceded, didn't they? They went they went a goal down Swindon really early on in that game, fourth um, minute, yeah. fourth minute, okay, and they managed to equalise in like the ninety fourth, is yeah. it? So night a full a full football match happened <laughs> between the two goals, and <laughs> yeah. that, but it's so it's so classically Swindon, isn't it? It's, it, it They're the having a hell of a season, time, aren't they? It the really moment. is. They are having a hell of a there time. Is something going to happen? Is is added bio the guy who scored? it as well yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, got a couple yeah. for them already this season so it's um, fun times at the county ground isn't it uh, well, I don't know, fun you're never going to have fun there well I that mean, is you true know, just because you're, you're you know and your 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 heart will be slowly eaten away from inside just spending time in the the, the theatre of hatred <laughs> It's Paolo, pa- Paolo Di Canio's ghost. <laughs> just is he dead? Well, no. I like to think he's dead to everyone in the Thames Valley. It'd be good if he was dead, to be fair. Oh, hello, Crikey. Oh, can't stand the cunt. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on. Uh, what about what about talking of lovely people? Peterborough, <laughs> top of League One. Um, yeah, the, do you know what? Actually, I'm so out of the loop with what happened over the weekend. So uh, they they won again, did they? Um, yeah, they drew they drew one all Doncaster and won a piece. Okay, yeah. well that's yeah. all right then because uh, so because obviously they that's in fact that's their first that's it is their first, their first dropped point, drop of points. Yeah. Well, Evans out. Let's go on rampage and get yeah. him out of there. Um, Plymouth Argyle having a terrible time of it. They were beaten five one by Peterborough, and then they've gone on on the fir- on on this weekend to be beaten um, quite nastily three 0 by Portsmouth. So it's been yeah. tough. Yeah, and you know that's that's a couple of bad games to have back to back. But they um, Portsmouth are a decent side, and you know they. Um, and the chief executive where I work um, was giving it large about oh, really? Alton. And I said, like, mate, have you actually seen Plymouth this season? <laughs> and he went, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing to be proud of. Uh, did you happen to check out this little game? I've just popped up on the screen for you here. No. Um, Southend United lost 2-1 uh, to Charlton. And three people were sent off in the very last minute of the game. Oh, yes. No, I did so see Oxley, that. So, Oxley, Kitely yes. and Fosa Henry were all sent off in one brawl type incident. Yeah, and you love it. And I love a brawl. I do love yeah, a, 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 a classic, massive brawl. Um, but what was the final score in that? Uh, it was 2 1 Charlton. All of the football was finished by the 87th minute. Okay. See, you don't get enough of that in football matches, do you? Like, like a straight up fight. It was an 18 man brawl with three of them sent off. So that's one in six, one in six were red carded. <laughs> the referee just sort of taking an average of yeah, the teams. You probably get to that point where the ref doesn't really know. It's, it's close enough to the end of the game that it doesn't matter. No. Just wave a couple of reddies around and then <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was all good fun. Uh, Portsmouth looking very strong as well, as we said. And. Uh, Sunderland up there as well, uh, who nicked a draw at home against Oxford. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll come on and talk about yeah. Oxford a little bit a little bit later. There's quite a lot to talk about with Sunderland as well. Um, disappointing to see Fleetwood, um, you know, starting reasonably well. I think they had a bad 
a game their first couple of games they didn't do too well then they came and beat Oxford um, and then they beat doing Bradford right. City this weekend yeah. yeah they had a man sent off in the 42nd minute and still managed to get the draw it's a weekend oh, get of, the wins weekend of red cards for everybody apart all over from the Swind- shop apart from Swindon which is a it's which a is miracle unusual. yes absolutely. it's an absolute miracle and uh, up into the up into the Champo uh, Leeds and Borough still blazing a trail an already little gap starting to, to appear at the top um no, no surprises, I suppose, really. No, no surprises. Do you want to take a little bet on who you think is going to drop uh, points first there? Because I think, I, and I don't think you'll agree with me, I think Leeds will be the first to drop points Well, there. Leeds have had a couple of draws, but you mean like, get a loss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I, think, I think Leeds probably might. I think they might, because I think there's so much hype, and I think a lot of what's been getting them through has been this new manager, new hype, everybody getting very excited. They're going to be brought down to earth. And I suspect there's soon. some volatility in there somewhere as Fleet. well. Yeah, well, for a start. Exactly. And also, their chairman's probably just going to like, fire Beals at some point anyway. Just <laughs> Could for just a happen laugh. out of the blue, yeah. couldn't it? But there, ha- there was one very interesting game. A friend of the pod, uh, Miss Graham Lawson, was at Ashton Gate for Bristol City versus Blackburn Rovers. Uh, yesterday, I believe it was Sunday afternoon game. Yeah, and, and and I wasn't really paying a great deal of attention, and they were they were drawing one all at one yeah, point. Yeah, I don't think the Blackburn defenders were paying much attention no. either, because there was a one all draw at half time. They ended up losing that game four one in quite horrific fashion. Yeah, and and um, not a nice place to do it though. Not oh, I've yeah, not yeah. been to Ashton Gate inside. I've been around it, lovely ground, but I've not actually been inside it. So. Well, Marley Watkins had a good time. He's been playing quite poorly of late and uh, popped up to get a goal, and the crowds were apparently singing. Redemption song, which is <laughs> <was> pretty special. <laughs> so, oh, uh, see, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about that. You know, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, because just little weird things like, like, um, uh, Oxford's on loan goalkeeper Mitchell was was um, it, it, what game would it have been? It would have been the Burton Albion game. Um, was was taking goal kicks and they just kept going out for a throw. Um, to the point that eventually they was getting a bit of needle from a few people behind him, and then eventually he put one basically straight down the middle, and everyone did this big kind of way, like yeah. that. and 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 I really don't know about getting on. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of getting on your own players' backs anyway, even if they're having no. a bad game. Because Jesus Christ, if I got people booing at me on the days I'm having a bad day at work, it is not going to help me. It's very you know I mean? true. That but, is very um, true. But yeah, but like particularly in situations like that, I just that that's not going to help. I just I, I, think, I think you would have loved that. I think I would have loved to hear that coming out after uh, from the crowds. I don't know. It depends. It depends on it's how like a beautiful comeback. It depends on how good natured it was. I don't, I'm not sure what the I think they're a good like bunch there. over okay. there at Bristol, aren't they? No, I, I think they're a good then. bunch. Um, and your man uh, Calamo Dowder popped on. He actually came on for Watkins, I think, later on in the game. Um, yeah, yeah, and good for him. I'm, I'm. In a minor, no, I don't think a minority. There's a vocal part of Oxford United's uh, fan base who are furious with the way that he left the club. <laughs> Actually, a lot of it, I think, instigated by his father, who's his agent. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's going on, he's playing at a higher level. Fair play to him, that's all I say. Yeah. Um, another loss for Rotherham, who are having a sort of, they've had a mixed start. They've had a couple of wins in there, and now uh, a couple of losses. They're finding themselves. Stuck right in the middle. I think they will be happy with anything that keeps them out of the uh, the bottom three. This yeah, game. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one of those. It's you know, it's the cla- it's the classic cliche, isn't it? It's a bit of consolidation for them. Um, we need to get Jono on to speak about them. That would be we? very good. Yeah. I think that would be great to get Jono. It's a, it's a great that. ground as well. Their new ground, uh, the, the new, new York, York stadium. stadium. Yeah, it's because it's a it's a new stadium. It's a it's a smallish new stadium. 
but it's done right and there, there aren't very many like that um around the country um that, that that have just been built with a little bit of character i mean it's still quite clean and clinical inside but but it's really kind of close-knit it's really kind of um i'm just trying to phrase it it just it feels really enclosed and it feels like a small ground but it's not tiny you know they, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. sure what they, the capacity it's probably twenty thousand or something yeah, like that must be something like um that. but it's um but yeah it just looks great it just it's a wonderful little stadium um it's a bit boring from the outside to be honest but this is a bit of a block but but just inside it's a really good arena to watch for sport i in, think it's so. great to be a club at that level and and you know go rise up through the leagues as they have done and be able to get yourself a stadium i mean it's pretty awesome really yeah it is and, and you know I mean Reading in a classic example we'll talk about the Medeski later on but I mean in that so that's a great stadium um, for a club like Reading Oxford other side of the, the coin you know just a it's all gone horribly wrong in terms of our wonderful new stadium right from conception yeah. <laughs> right through to delivery yeah. um, but and like, but then you've also got like clubs like Shrewsbury, for example, who, whose whose ground was designed broadly at the same kind of time as Oxford's, and it looks and feels exactly like Oxford's, except they've got four stands and it's just slightly smaller. It's right, just a little yeah. bit smaller in scale and in kind of ambition, but it's similar kind of thing. Just four identical, bam, stands on yes, either side, massive yeah. great big holes in the corner with this kind of this yeah, it's re- the holes in the corner. I think you're almost better, a bit like the MK Don's ground, which is not bad, even though I hate the black seats. I think they look stupid. Yep, um, but even if you know it's going to be small, just to have the low, like, complete stadium, because you're almost like, kids, look, we've got a real stadium now. Well, I mean, and, it, and it's, the, it's, the, it's the laughable ambition thing, where they think, well, if we leave the corners empty, mm. once we've, like, ploughed our way up yeah. to it, we we'll, will, fill we'll, we'll, we'll fill them in, and we'll have an increase. It's, but, you know... The, they, I mean, I know it's more slightly more expensive, but stadium people just dump yeah, things on exactly, top of any yeah, kind yeah. of stadium now. You can like, make it bigger if in in the rare situation that becomes a thing, you know. Yeah, and then and, and and what a lot of and I've, I've, there's a, there's a, there's an international team. And I can't remember. It's quite a small international team. It's got a similar ground to Oxford, but they've got the corners just filled in by like buildings and stuff like that. Um, and one of the things that Kassam was talking about doing at Oxford is actually just building a bunch of flats and stuff like that and, and right. like for conferencing facilities and hotels and stuff in the corners. Yeah. And everyone's like, that'd be weird because they'd be overlooking it. But, but actually, it, it, it would work. feel much better. Yeah, and it would it? work because, you, you know, you, you don't, it's not going to look and feel like flats. It's just going to be, it's going to feel enclosed because at the moment it doesn't yeah. look like that. It's just awful. But. Well, let's, let's get, well, no, I think what we'll do is we'll take a little break and then when we come back, we will get into Oxford and their last two results. Okay. Carl Robinson here. People tell me this is just a podcast, but it's so much more than that. Great to have a little endorsement there from Mr. Carl Robinson. Yeah, cheers, Robbo. Thanks. And taking some time out to support yeah. the pod. Very, Good very for him. kind of him. Get, you know, a bit of a bad rap amongst some Oxford fans <laughs> as being a, uh, an obnoxious gobshite, but clearly none of it. He's, he's a lovely guy who's endorsed this wonderful podcast. Exactly. Talking of Oxford, so since uh, since we were last on, uh, ignoring the special the other day, uh, there's been two games, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, a, a, um, a Carabao Cup game and a league game. And tell me about them. Well, Oxford, Oxford I mean, like from like two podcasts ago, if we ignore the, the Mad Stads 
special. Mm-hmm. It was doom and gloom, and and we were all having a, a horrible time of it. And uh, all of a sudden, um, it, think things look a little bit rosier for nice. Oxford United. So obviously, we had the three-one win at home against Burton Albion, which we spoke about yep. on episode nineteen. Um, so then Tuesday, uh, so the, the day before, we went headed off to to Reading. Oxford travelled down to Newport County, all over to Newport County, over the over the bridge. Oh yeah, over um, the bridge, and uh, came away with a three. 0 victory. Very nice. Um, Didn't your man score an absolute wonder goal? Shannon Baptiste. Shannon Baptiste Shannon. did. Yeah, did he absolute, score a beauty? An absolute belter. Um, that was <laughs> yeah. our second goal. We Very scored nice. two goals in the opening four minutes of that football match, which I think, you know, oh, I mean, boy. that kind of thing is going to help massively. Um, the first goal was an own goal. Um, it was created by Luke Garbutt, who's our left back in yep. on loan from Everton, um, who's had a bit of a shit start to the season so it was really good to see him getting a getting a run out and doing and apparently I mean unfortunately I wasn't at the game but he uh, apparently had a really good game um, and obviously created that goal really early on which then nice. kind of was a catalyst for Oxford going on and basically dominating uh, the game outright they um, so I mean I, I think from from Oxford's perspective it was it was exactly what we needed exactly when we needed it um, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a, a game against a lower tier lower tier side um, getting a couple of early goals that, that just calmed the nerves and it was pretty routine after that so and the end result of that so we got through and then waited a couple yeah. of days oh, for shit. the oh uh, shit I'd forgotten so waited for the draw for the uh, for the Carabao Cup and you know they, they always do this. I, I never bother watching them now because there's three quarters yeah. of an hour of no one's gonna boring win. bastards talking about like shit not like this amazing podcast um, <laughs> uh, and uh, before they actually get on with the on the draw um, but Oxford United have picked out a nice tasty draw uh, for the first time in a while in any cup competition. We are at home to Manchester City. Crikey. Which is which is pretty exciting. I've got to be honest, it is pretty exciting. It was very interesting to see straight out of the woodwork my WhatsApp <laughs> lit up with, with people. Oh, can we get tickets? Oh, yeah, so you're getting extra tickets for your season tickets? Like... Not for you, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, where were you against Accrington Stanley exactly. on a Tuesday night? Yeah. Well, you were there, so oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, oh, very nice, very nice indeed. So, what is the date for that? You know uh, that I don't know. It's a few weeks time, two, okay, two okay. or three weeks. Uh, about three weeks time. Crikey! I, think it is. I love one thing that I do like about the League Cup is that it rattles along. Yes, I yeah, mean, it does, the yeah. season starts and boom, 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 you're in it. And before you know it, you're in a good spot picking up a good team, you know? It is, and, and that's it. And, you know, it's, well, I mean, it's the second round, the Premier League teams come in. Um, third round, the Premier League teams who are also in Europe come in. So this is obviously oh, why we picked bastards. up. What a charmed life they I know, lead. isn't it just? Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, really, really, yeah, really exciting. Um, it will be, obviously, a full stadium, which is yeah. uh, which is what everybody likes to see. Going to be a bastard to park because it's going to be all the part-timers who don't know the public transport yeah, yeah, network yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. all of those things. But, yeah. um, but no, it's going to be good fun. So really, really mm, looking forward crikey. to it. And the last time we had a Premier League side at the Sam Stadium was in the... 15-16 season um, it was the third round of the FA Cup was Swansea and I was really cynical when we drew out Swansea because everyone was really excited and I said they don't count as a Premier League side <laughs> I remember playing them in the league at the Kassam Stadium they don't count as a Premier League side mm. but then when the day came around it was a really wonderful occasion yeah, really I, cracking atmosphere yeah, it was I a wonderful love a cup game uh, Reading I guess it was three seasons ago we had I think it was Charlton in the quarter final of the uh, League Cup yep 
It was amazing. Yeah. The ground was full. Like everyone was fucking well up for it. We had a pitch invasion at the end of that, oh, which shows how little success we've had. Because yeah. we beat them in a quarterfinal so, of a mediocre oh, okay. you, cup You did actually beat them as well. I thought it was like you just, you've just completed a game. <laughs> 90 minutes done. Oh, young lads. No, 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 no. So there we go. Oh, excellent. Well, that is very good news. And then moving on to the league match. Yeah, so then um, on, on, Saturday. on Saturday, away to Sunderland. And I, and Ooh, I, I know. That's a big one. Do you know, I, I nearly went to that, um, but I just I had other things to do. And it, it is a long it, old trip. It consumes your entire day. I mean, yeah. like right from 7 a.m. till like midnight. Well, I was keeping basically. up. I mean, we, we've got a growing fan base uh, on, on the tweets, which is rather nice. Yeah. And we got a lot of Oxford fans on there. And I was enjoying watching loads of those guys heading up to the northeast. And it's basically a full weekend job. Yeah. You know, yeah. going up there. Loads of people stayed overnight, I think. so. Yeah, there were, and then, uh, I know lots of people who stayed overnight. Uh, a, a guy at work was like, I was, I was working late on Friday. Like, well, I say late. I mean, until about kind of 6 p.m. or something like that. And one of the guys from work came through into the office and he gives it and I said how are you doing he said yeah no I'm not happy I said why not he said I just keep getting picture messages from all my mates pissed up in Newcastle because uh, it was Friday evening <laughs> yeah. and they were already out on the pitch it's like a that. great excuse isn't it, it, it is, is but a great he, um, excuse. he had to get the car in the morning at like seven in the morning oh, but you know hey it was so it was a it was a it's a big game away to Sunderland anyway. Obviously, we've already spoken about them a lot in, in the podcast. Yeah. So not not only are they, you know, want, going to expected to be one of the pace setters, they obviously have lots of money and they are also, you know, a legitimately yeah, big absolutely. football club, um, a ridiculously big stadium um, for this level. They're, I think they sold 22,000 season tickets wow 22,000 season, season tickets. tickets that is impressive um, and the the attendance there was some, something like 32,000 something like Fucking that um, fair play to the fans uh, yeah yeah know. absolutely and I mean football's massive up there isn't it so so you know fair play um, and so you know I'm not going to talk as though I'm not going to be one of those annoying twats who phones up Radio Oxford after a defeat and says well Jerome I wasn't at the game today but <laughs> um, but by all accounts um, Oxford were terrific, and the opening opening mat the opening half of the match basically Oxford were much the better side up until uh, and you've probably got the details. I can't remember what minute what it was we scored. Oh, it was uh, the sixteenth minute. Sixteenth minute. So you know up until then we were basically tear- tearing them in New Arsenal. Um, we scored. Uh, a couple of minutes later, they had a man sent off. Was it Max Power? Uh, it was Max Power. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the best names in it, football. It league. is, yeah, and he got sent off for a what, what was a. I, I I personally think, and, and I probably get shouted that by a lot of Oxford fans. I actually think it's a little bit harsh. Was it? Um, I mean, he the the problem was is he had absolutely no intention of getting anywhere near the football whatsoever, and he was just yeah. kicking them, kicking. Uh, I think it was James Henry down in the centre circle, um, and there was the opportunity of an attack, but it wasn't it wasn't a dog zone we are talking about <laughs> here. But but it was just the way he's his, use of the lingo. <laughs> thank you. Um, it, it was it was he was quite high on his legs and stuff. He went yeah. down to ground and kind of went high on his legs. It was a bit two footed and stuff yes, like that. Yes, it looked that. a little bit jumpy inny. It was. I mean, it, it, I've seen more dangerous. Mm. Um, in fact, actually, weirdly, um, Jamie Hansen, who uh, Oxford United player in the Tuesday night game uh, over in Newport, got sent off. Um, for a for a for a challenge again, all the Oxford fans are going, How the bloody hell has he been given a red card there? Whilst I think it was a harsh red card, 
he went he kind of went in on the ball with a slightly stampy motion okay. he kind of stamped down towards the ball now the player wasn't near the ball at that point so yeah. he stamped down kicked the ball then the player came in and then, then they kind of tangled up mm. but the ref's given it because he's seen the player stamp down yes like yeah, that yeah, yeah, and so yeah. whilst whilst it was it shouldn't have been a red card i understand why the ref gave it and i understand subsequently why it wasn't rescinded yeah um but it, so so it's a bit it's a bit weird to see those kind of two things from both in the yeah, alternative yeah. angles and 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 I find it funny how and this isn't a criticism but I find it funny how people see things very very differently when you are looking at it from your own team's perspective yes. and I must confess I am slightly at odds with other Oxford United's reading of both of those situations I, I think it's good uh, for you as a human being to be somewhat objective when wow. reviewing stuff that happens on the football pitch to your team. Because as a fan, it's almost your job to not be objective. Well, of course it right? is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I find it all the time. But the funniest one, if you ever like watch a game with Liverpool fans, <laughs> yeah. it is amazing. Because every single decision is wrong. Everything is wrong that goes against them. And it's quite amazing to watch. Um, it's not. It's in, in. It's not just during the game either. It's when you're, you're watching it on social media afterwards. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody gets sent off for like you know I don't know like eating the ref, yeah. and and every and and then everybody on social media. Goes, oh, no, it was the Mo Salah dive, wasn't it? The Mo yes, Salah dive. Yes, because this like, season Mo has seemed to have taken a little fancy to the, the occasional dive. And so he dived and and he won a penalty, didn't he? I he think. did. And then every, and everyone was saying, well, he's he's gone down way too easily there to the point that that's actually. A dive yeah. and you just look on social media every single person <laughs> says that was a dive and then every single person who says it wasn't a dive you click on their profile yeah. Liverpool fan yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, yeah. it's I mean that's sort of one of the fun things it about is. football I, I suppose so yeah like, but at the same time so like, fucking come on I always like, I always find with that with that kind of thing it's like people in glass houses right you've got to be kind of careful especially on social media because you're going to get yourself into some trouble um and uh i'll come on to it in a minute but when we talk about the reading game but there was a hilarious there's there's a parody account that always uh tweets out ridiculous things about about reading football club and usually they're banging on about uh about how great the team is right in a quite ironic fashion sure okay Um, uh they they did something about how we were going to smash sheffield wednesday and somebody obviously found from sheffield wednesday found this tweet out and there was like a million <laughs> replies but how do you feel now mate how do you feel now you better apologize for that like, it, was, it was amazing it was i mean and, and and the 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 interfan stuff on social media is is it's a combination right of of like fascinating yeah. watching how people's minds work it's sometimes really funny Sometimes so unfathomably depressing. Watching it's quite frustrating. Yeah, just watching people like, like, guilty of one thing, accusing other fans of being guilty of exactly yes. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. There's so much hypocrisy with the way oh football God, supporters yeah. talk to each other. It's it, it's fascinating. Sometimes I look at it and go, "What? Why? Why? Why are you spending your <laughs> evening doing this? Oh my God! There must be better things to do with your lives." But then I wonder, maybe actually they enjoy it. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe there is definitely a level of entertainment. In it's it. you know, it's people who say bants and put a Z on the end yes. of it, right? I mean, maybe that's 
that's just their thing. But you can see them actively getting angry. Yeah. You can almost see like their thumbs shaking as they're badly spelling always, things again and again and again. I always see certain like who I would consider like normal people getting yeah. sucked in, and, and you just want to message them and be like, "Don't get sucked in." That's what they want. I'll be I'll be honest. That's been me a few times. <laughs> I, uh, it's been me a few times where I've I've started getting involved, like, or I've seen somebody tweet it, and I'm like. Yeah, it's about? hard to take, isn't it? And then you tried, and then then you kind of then you suddenly realise you've got. It. I had one that's not football related, but I had it where I'd mentioned something with some gun-toting twat in America talking oh, about God. the right to bear arms, and then I thought, why on earth have I just yeah, done don't this? Get involved. Why have I done this? So uh, now that Oxford have turned a little bit of a corner and playing a little bit better. Um, what do you think is going on? How do you see the team? Is that have you have you got that regular lineup now? I know that you're playing Brown and White quite regularly on the wings and playing some quite direct wing play, which is which is nice. Uh, no, we don't have a regular lineup. Right. Um, part again, this is this is the same problem Oxford had. It's either it's either injury created or now a couple of well a suspension with with Hansen getting suspended. Um, interestingly, when the lineup came out for the Sunderland game, we just quickly finally kind of cover that off the Oxford conceded an equaliser. Oh, yes. yeah, um, we got a bit sidetracked. Yeah, conceded an equaliser when um when they were down to uh, when Sunderland were down to ten men um and came came away one apiece. So actually a bit disappointed Good result, to have come yeah disappointed to have come away from Stadium of Light with a point, which is if you'd yeah, given me that yeah, eight yeah. days ago, holy shit, I would have bitten your hand off because because that is yeah. It, it is a demonstration of, of just in three short games of the progress that Oxford United um, have made. And, 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 and actually, I think you've nailed it, the key there. Um, brown and white on the flanks. It um, don't matter if it's brown and, or white. And that is actually one of the songs that they've some of the Oxford <laughs> yeah, fans have started singing. Um, That's good. So they... Um, yeah, so... It's so we we we've, we've started using width, um, and we've started unlocking those kind of attacking those attacking three midfielders because in in the first three games, uh, Barnsley and Portsmouth in particular, they just didn't see a single bit of the football. It was it was almost depressing to watch these people just not having any seem clue yeah, what yeah, they were doing. Yeah. But all of a sudden, we've got that width, and actually, our our striker, whether it's Sam Smith or whether it's um, John Abika, neither of them are actually scoring or indeed getting much involved in the game and I actually think the, those guys are kind of a decoy and yeah, I actually think yeah. it's, it's almost like a it's almost like a uh, a, a kind of a, a bit of a ruse from from Carl Robinson to have that striker who's there in front of these three attacking taking these, up the defenders yeah yeah and these yeah. three attacking midfielders are, are absolutely our goal threat and it is it when it works and it's only worked a few times, but they're you know it's starting to turn round. Mm-hmm. It's really really effective, and we have got some serious fucking talent. Nice. Um, so, Shandon Baptiste actually kind of filled in into Hansen's position in one of the defensive okay. defense. And I looked at that and I thought, well, I mean, it's you know that's out of necessity mm-hmm. to a point. He could have put. He could have put jo- uh, Josh Ruffles in the defensive. I fucking love base a bit of Ruffles. And put Luke Garber. How, how, is, how is the Ruffles doing? Well, he's been he's been back at left back and he's do- been doing really well. He could have filled in in that in that position, but Carl Robinson decided to put Baptiste in there. And I thought, Jesus Christ! And I'll be honest with you, I was critical at the start of the game. I was thinking that is way too bold mm. for this kind of game. He's and too was, attacking a player to be in that very key yeah. role. And I was, I was I can't remember who I was talking to now, but somebody said, well, you know. Um, Maybe it's 
this we, we're unlikely to win this game so so let's just fucking go at them and see what happens and by all accounts that seems to be what's happened is yeah. that we went up there they were probably expecting us to be a bit defensive given our poor start to the season Gave and we went a bit out, of a shock. and yeah absolutely surprised them and and took Radio Oxford interestingly said that they they think actually the the red card worked in Sunderland's favour because it gave them something to rally behind. It gave them a chance to regroup, change their setup, have a rethink about things at half time. Whereas at that point, eleven v eleven, it was all Oxford United, and yeah. um, so. I mean, I think I think the key is they, they he's found the way to link those those defensive midfielders and the three attacking midfielders uh, really well. Um, I think the defence is a little bit more settled. John Massinio, who has been slightly cataclysmic in mm, defence for Oxford yeah. United, is um, is now. It's now found his way on the left-hand side of the two uh, defensive, uh, well, the two centre-halves, okay. um, with Curtis Nelson on his right-hand side. And that seems to be working better now. We've got people, we've got a left-footer and a right-footer in the right... Well, yeah. no, we've got people more comfortable in those two positions. Because he looked very poor when we saw him against Accrington Stanley. I thought it was very... Very weak. Yeah, and it, but you know, and again, I'm, I have to be because I didn't haven't been to the last two away games. We're going. What people are saying is is, is that he they've settled much better now. Right. Um, and uh, the two fullbacks we got Cameron Norman. Word for Cameron Norman was playing uh, playing for Kings Lynn against Banbury United last season. <laughs> um, and wow. he, now he's going up and in 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 playing extremely well in at fullback at the stadium light stadium light. He's been a massive difference. So. All of those things have kind of like have worked out really well. My biggest concern for the season is the fact that it's that that system could feasibly be fairly fairly easy to counter. If you stick a couple, if, if actually if people kind of mirror our two defensive midfielders in front of their back line, effectively pack out that area yeah. of the pitch, it will suddenly strangulate that kind of supply and the space that our wide attacking yes. midfielders will have to run into. So I think it will be easy to counter. But the good thing for Oxford's perspective is those players are where our talent lies, right? And they are really good. So we have got the ability... Even if they do kind of the opposition do pack that out, they will still have the ability to get through and create chances. Nice. So, um, so yeah, uh, uh, really positive. It was wonderful. Just a final point. It was really good to hear on the the phone in afterwards on, on on the radio. Every single person pretty much was 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 really positive, and just in in the space of a week in football, we were all in a position where we're thinking, "Oh Jesus Christ." This is, you know, mm. oh God, where where are we? Where is this win going to come yes. from? Where is even a yeah. draw going to come from? Yeah. To have gone from that to a position where everybody's really suddenly talking positively, excited, is 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 great news. It's still well, we could do with a bit of that ourselves. We really could because <laughs> it's still early days, right? It's still early days, but but it's it's really it's really relaxing. Yeah, that's nice. And no international break uh, for League Two, so you're no. up again on Sunday uh, at home against. Coventry. Coventry City live on the telly box as well. Nice. Sunday, um, twelve o'clock. Yeah, so that's that's going to be uh, going to be interesting and exciting. One we've already beaten in this season, albeit in the um, in the Milk Cup. Um, so yeah, so no, that will be that will be interesting. Um, we don't tend to fare very well on the television. <laughs> um, it's not it's not our favourite way of playing football games, but um, hopefully that will be uh, a, a little bit different. Um, we have just talking about the international break yes. Gavin White is away 
with Northern Ireland. He was actually originally um, scheduled to go up with the Northern Ireland under-21s. He's now actually been called up to their full team, um, okay. th- thanks to his his excellent form for Oxford United. Um, interestingly, Shandon Baptiste, because he uh, plays for Grenada, he has... I understand it, and it's still. The, I'm not sure this has actually been officially confirmed by the club. It was just talked about in the post-match interviews that that he said he's not going to join up with his oh, international okay. side okay. because we because we need him because just because of injuries and other people going away, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. we really badly need him. But and a final note That's for nice. him, he has, you know, by all accounts, really, really, really come into his own. For, for Oxford and it's been a bit of a bit of a road for him to get there but it's great to see Carl Robinson showing some faith and a little bit of you know to be fair he probably had to take a bit of a, a gamble on some young players <laughs> yeah uh, but he yeah. has taken a gamble on some young players and it's paying off so it's really nice to see well very nice things looking up for the use so Indeed. um we're going to take a little short break here and then when we come back we will get into a slightly less positive conversation uh, about what's happening over in RGT. So we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, you keep trying and trying and trying to get me to listen to this podcast. I, uh, you, you get some respect, okay? Respect. Absolutely right, Jose. No respect. No respect. Um, so... Reading. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you want to start on a positive note and talk about my little trip to the Medici yes, Stadium? Yes. Okay. okay. So um, Andy and I are trying to see a lot more of each other's clubs this year, which has so far has been very good. Uh, neither visit has yielded a, a, a positive result yet. No. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Um, so less uh, less about the sort of... Because we, ca- we catalogued the journey to and yep. from quite nicely. So uh, just give me your feedback generally from the... Um, the uh, your feeling on the on the whole experience of being in the ground and watching the game. Well, one of the things I liked about it when we got this uh, just as we arrived um, at the Medeski, um, which which I really liked. It felt it was a bit tucked away around one side of the stadium, um, but there's a bit where you got all the burger vans or like mm. you know, a burger van, a couple of bars or whatever yeah. like that, and you've got this like this like DJ guy playing like a series of increasingly random tunes yeah. i think he just um, plays sweet caroline which is for some reason our song is well, still in this and this is the really funny thing is that is that oxford united have also adopted that song <laughs> after a trip to austria about three four years ago okay. um it just got played in a pub where all the players were out there part of a pre-season tour um right. and then so oxford we oxford play that after the after the game everyone's like yeah we've got our we've got our own anthem and then somebody <laughs> pointed out it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Reading have been playing yeah. that for years. The, the real winner is Neil Diamond. <laughs> well, he isn't is, it? Yeah. yeah. But actually, it turns out it's associated with almost every single sporting <laughs> team in the entire world. He's um, doing very well out of the royalties. Yeah, he really is. Um, but so that guy, there's the guy, the guy playing some music, um, and they got the um, the the burger bars, a couple of benches, picnic benches, and just some place to sit and just park yeah, they've got for a, a bit. They've got a little mini pitch for kids to kick a ball into a goal and stuff yeah. like that. And some of the coaches hang out there and, and speak to the kids, which is quite nice. And a while. And a while back oxford oxford did a similar thing during the nicer weather where they'd have this like big but this kind of like double decker bus would come like okay. a beer bus and they would nice. kind of open up a little kind of standing area a little marquee thing and you just go there so it's just somewhere to congrongate before the game and have a chat that isn't a bar that has a queue 150 yes, exactly. miles long yeah, nice. um 
So this little area outside the Medeski Stadium is good. It is exactly what what Oxygen United is crying out for. The the Kassan. Just somewhere to get people to come an extra twenty minutes earlier and spend a bit more money. Exactly. The the only problem is is or, or, or because you have to get there so fucking early at Oxford anyway to get mm. a half decent parking space. Yeah. Somewhere to just go and stand or or, yes. or chat yeah, to yeah. people a little bit. Um, but so yeah, so that was that, so that was really nice that they've got that. Um, it was. It's just it, it was nice. It had a nice burger. It wasn't a I can't remember what it was called. Actually, you know what? it might have been a because we would, we we were laughing yeah, and joking it about might the have been a royal. Burger. I think it might have been a bacon royale. There you go. <laughs> um, although that might have just been a coincidence. I think to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice nice burger. Nice some nice Heinz firecracker sauce on Very it, which good. was good. Although nice. I will say, at fresh fast foods at the Kassam, yeah. the condiment selection is pretty good. Yes, they have got so, a wide condiment yeah. selection. That is um, true. But yeah, so nice burger and stuff. So I enjoyed that part of it. That was good. Although although we got there a little bit late and then we didn't were know rushing what, a bit yeah we didn't yeah. know what gate we had to go in yeah because it's this stupid unreserved seating which I'm not a fan of at all it, it, I really I, I understand like the sentiment behind it yep but people like to sit in certain parts of the stadium singing groups and stuff go go together and the unreserved seating thing I think just makes a bit of a mess of the whole thing and you end up with the crowd dotted sparsely yeah. around the stadium and you you find this with away games at large stadiums um where there's there, you struggle with atmosphere for for the away fans because all of the, the, the different groups of away supporters who like to sing yeah. they get there at slightly different times and they're so spread out that they, it's difficult for them to get any kind of kind of consensus on on, on singing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the case for Reading a little. I mean, yeah. it was a League Cup game as well, yes, so it was, it was depleted um, attendance. But at the same time, you know, those guys are the guys you would expect to be at that kind of game. But they were spread out, so they could get no kind of atmosphere yeah. going. But anyway, so so that was that was fine. I mean, inside the ground, you know, I mean, it's a nice stadium. It's a nice modern stadium. It's not. It's not spectacular, but um, but it's pleasant. It's 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 a decent ground. Um, got a photo taken with um, um, Kingsley, Kingsley. Ca- causing furore on Fuck the Twitch. I got some grief for yeah, that. I, I did, did get some grief for that. But I, it's all worth it for comedy, my friends. Well, it is. It is um, <laughs> all in the name of your art. It's um, it was it, it was really funny because because I was I was ruminating about this afterwards and because there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of Oxford fans who who have some legitimate beef with right. Reading. And and I've never had that. I mean, obviously, you know, because they're a local side, I want them to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't have any kind of genuine animosity towards Reading because I mean, partly because I only ever really started watching Oxford on a on a very regular basis in like two thousand and one, right. um, which is we've never played Reading in the league in yeah. that in, in, during that time. So so maybe that's part of it. Um, I've never. I, I wouldn't have take. I wouldn't have done that photo. Yeah. It's Swindon. Sure. Okay. And in fact, I would not have. I don't even gone, know what their mascot is. It's a robin. Oh, is it? Um, I wouldn't it's even point. have gone into the county ground in the home end. <laughs> does that does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. And, yeah, like, yeah, and, our, and yeah. a really good friend, Matt, is a Swindon fan. Yeah. And if he said, "Come with me to the county ground." And we'll, you know, we'll do it for the podcast. I, I would not have been able to do it. And so I, so I think part of it, the people who are objecting to it, see Reading in a similar way. Yeah, I guess maybe, so. Maybe, yeah. maybe not with the same kind of like fury and anger that, that they will about Swindon, but they still see Reading as a rival in that kind yes. of sense, which I, I, I just don't. So I've never had any time 
to be worrying about another team losing. <laughs> I'm fully focused on supporting my own team. So other teams can do whatever they want to do. I have really no interest uh, in what they're doing. Um, and it's, I think you've got enough on your plate supporting your team to worry about your own stuff before getting too involved in others. And we've got enough on our plate at the moment because we you came over and that was a League Cup game which we duly lost um, two nil to um, to a much better watch Watford team. Yeah, um, they, that, that that number twenty of theirs. What was yes, his name? It, after the game, I realised that he was eighteen years old, and that 18. was his debut. Jesus, he scored one of the best goals I've ever seen live. I mean, it was we were right there, and he thrashed it in from twenty five thirty yards, top corner, uh, Sam Walker in goal. And he is an absolutely giant goalkeeper, was nowhere near. He didn't even move. It just rocketed into the top corner. Um, Keener was his name, the young lad. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 18 on debut. He had quite a game. Yeah, and he was, and he was really good. You could tell that guy. Yeah. That guy's got a bit of a future ahead of yeah. him, hasn't he? He was, he was really good. Um, from, from, from Reading's perspective, watching that, as a, that game as a neutral... Um, Having seen two games now, because we watched that Blackbird yes, game on the, on telly, the funny yeah. feed on the, on the telly as well, I really worry about, well, I mean, I don't worry, but I worry for you about where your, where your goals are going to come from this yeah. season. Because I think um, we saw uh, John Daddy Bodvarsson against Reading, and he had, against Blackburn, and, and he seemed perfectly good to me, so I don't know what anybody, yeah. everybody's <laughs> beef is with him, to be honest, because I saw him He talk, nicked a couple, a couple of, of great goals, goals yeah. yeah. Um, and, and actually, I think you could have done with that. Um, I think he's going to find Wednesday. his way back into the team. Uh, I took a little poll on Twitter about you know the best formation, the best players, and and the general feeling was that that John Daddy probably should be in there um, because without him we do lack. I mean I don't see him win enough headers to be honest, but he does seem to get in amongst teams and they don't seem to like to play against him, so that is that is a good thing. But yeah, all in all, that game was not desperate. I thought we were okay in that game, but we were just beaten by a better team. Yeah, I just, I, I yeah, I, I, and that's that's. It's always difficult to to get the measure of footballers when they're playing against a side, you know, yeah. who are from a division higher. Um, I thought of B- Bakuna. I mean, I know mm. you're a fan. Yeah, uh, I, I genuinely, I thought he's, I, I, I thought he looked a not a class apart, but he looked a step above pretty much everybody else on the pitch for Reading in yeah, that game. He, he, he looks was... much more like like the level of player that that we should be playing and uh, his performances have been have been decent but I think he's been let down by those around him. I I, I think so. cuz 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 you know cuz he's in the middle there and he he needs to feed and play off of the people. He he's doing lots to try and spark the games yes, up himself yeah. but when you're sparking something and there's nothing around you. We Oxford had a similar thing with um and his main his name's gone complete. John Le- uh, Peter Levin, John Peter Levin, um, right. Scottish midfielder that Oxford had for a while after he was really injured. Really good player, played at you know really top level. Um, but he was so much better like, in terms of his footballing brain than all of the people around him. He was trying to do things that the other footballers or the other players in that Oxford side were not clever enough to understand that that's what he was going to do. Yeah, and you got yeah, that yeah. with Bakuna because he was kind of creating things but there were there wasn't the same reaction from the yeah. players around but you're him. exactly right because he's 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 just sparking the fire someone else has to make it he has to yes. make it grow into something you know and moving on from from that Watford game we then uh, had Sheffield United at home on Saturday and this was a game which became a must win I think people were hoping that we might get a performance out of the Watford game uh, which we didn't really and then moving into that game it, it was there was you know how you can just feel 
around the club and around the ground just this this sort of sense of of fear and doom growing yeah. yeah and it was building up to this game and everyone was saying well this is it you know we've got the international break coming afterwards we need something to take away that isn't a negative because going into that 18 or sorry 18 10 day break yeah we need something and i actually think i mean and and i know that's that's just a sense of feeling around the supporters but that that kind of mentality is almost self defeating and it's it, don't get me wrong it's not a criticism because we we've all been in that situation yeah. but you get that kind of sense of like we've got to do something what can we do and you start chasing you like you know your hope starts chasing for kind of grab grasping onto little things because you desperately trying to have some kind of hope but the the worst thing is and they will do it in a much more professional measured way but that kind of shit is going through the heads of the players as well and and if it's happening in the stands and if they feed off that and they they can sense that happening in the stands as well it will happen to them on the pitch which is why it is so important in those situations for football fans and there's a bunch of oxford fans who are terrible for this um but there are also plenty who do the opposite so it's good Mm. um but it's it's not allowing those situations to get the better of your reaction because if your reaction turns it will turn for the players on the pitch yeah. and that and that is when you're in some serious trouble well it had the feeling of, of that's what happened this time we that we didn't get a great crowd you know i think it was 12 or 13,000 or something of Jeez. which of which nearly 3 were uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans and a massive shout out for the Wednesday fans i think they 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 uh, they filled their entire allocation yeah fair it play. was a fantastic is that away the first performance trip to reading it can't have been no no, been there, no like, we've played them before time yeah yeah uh, but a, a fantastic away away crowd they did a really nice job and our our guys like we have two little singing sections really one in y26 and this new one in the south stand neither really turned up no uh which was very disappointing and clement made a note of it and said well you know i'm sorry but we need to be doing more on the pitch to get these guys in and get yep, them supporting yeah. supporting us because uh, you know reading is it's a it's a family club really it don't, we don't have like hardcore no. ultras no. you know and so in order to get people coming in we need to be doing something on the field uh, and we're not doing it so the the atmosphere was a bit flat the the wednesday fans sung their team on and um the game started okay but again performance in midfield very very poor david myler's very very uh, well behind the pace really really disappointing performance and they scored um, a very nice goal, passed their passed their way around us and scored a goal. And we were down, uh, but not not all was bad because it was a bit like the Watford game and the other games before it, where we've been performing okay but conceding yeah. goals. Yeah, and you think there is something here to be had, and then the halftime whistle went. We went off. Everyone's thinking, right, second half here, we can get back into this. We've had a lot of possession. We've had opportunities. Let's get back into it. Uh, they came out for the second half, kicked off, and I think eight seconds later they were two 0 up. Jeez! And it was just—it was just sort of indicative of the lack of of intensity uh, from the players. And after that, it was all just very negative, like very negative feeling in the crowd, negative reactions from players, players arguing with each other, and and we got a goal back. Liam Moore, who was trying to drag the team up, he was one of the few leaders on the pitch. Yeah, 
trying to drag the team up. Scored a very nice header from a corner. And there was a little bit, but it was one of those ones where I didn't even celebrate that goal. No. You know, I was just sitting on my seat and I was like, yeah, good. Fucking get on with it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like let's yeah. get let's get something happening. Uh, and we never really got there. We did sort of flatter in, in, in the last few minutes that maybe we would be able to pick up a draw. But it didn't happen. It ended. It was very, it was just so, so low at the end of that game. Uh, a few fans stayed a lot of players just walked off, you know, yeah. they weren't even coming to get their applause from the crowd or whatever. It was it was it was weak. And especially someone like David Miley, who has a bit of a reputation of being like a midfield general, like somebody yeah. who can control a game. Very just very poor. And I haven't seen him perform yet. And I he was one of the few that came out on, on Twitter afterwards and was actually putting his hands up and saying, look, sorry, guys, we're not doing enough and we want to do more. And loads of people were jumping on and saying, well, do more, do more then. Which is, you know... Well, I mean, that's the danger of going on Twitter. Yeah. And half the time, I don't think they even bother reading the replies to those things. I'd hope they don't. Cause, yeah, cause I know. Well, he them, did but... get into a bit of a, uh, yeah. an argument with somebody else. I'll forget it. Uh, but our captain hasn't really come out. Liam Moore did a, did a press uh, after after and said all the same things. You know, it's not good enough. We need to do better. We're, hold, we're holding our heads up. But still something kind of has to happen. Well, I, in, in, I mean, I... One of the things you were saying is that, is that you feel like you felt like it was important to get that win before the international break, and I, I think I was saying to you afterwards that actually I think in many ways the international break is exactly what you need right at the moment because it gives them the opportunity to stop, collect their thoughts, and come back and go right reset. Start, time to start the season yes. again. Let's let's go let's go at this again. Um, getting that win beforehand would have been great. But it's like the, the cliche of like, you know, scoring before halftime is the best time to score. I, and I was about to talk about this in your <laughs> yeah. little match report. I disagree. Scoring straight after halftime is yeah. the best time it's to score. It's an absolute killer. Yeah, because you still score straight before halftime. If you're behind, it's a good time to score, right? But actually, that gives the halftime breaks, gives the other side yeah. time to, to reset, reset and, 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 and sort and, themselves yeah. out, yeah. But but straight after halftime, and I'm sure that's why the heads went down at Reading. Yeah. Straight after halftime, is it's a killer. Everything's out the window. Yeah, all your plans from yeah. all the stuff that you've been told in your head, or your game plan, and everything like that from the halftime team talk, gone in a, gone in a, in a flash. And I think that's how Reading need to look at that first game after the 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 international break. That's their chance to 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 if you can get a pick up a win in that. Yeah. All of a sudden. Right, fuck it. Let's forget every single thing that went beforehand. It's this is a kind of shit that sports psychologists yeah. will probably put in much better words, yes, in, in, yeah, in more yeah. convincingly than I am. But it's about getting your head right. I think and it's all like the situation right now is all down psychology. I have no doubt that we have players of, of the necessary quality yeah. for us to perform decently in the league. I think we've got more than enough players, and 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 taking each one in isolation, and and you looked at them in their best game, and you'd say, fuck, we've got some great players here. Um, how, how, how many? How many of those players are actually internationals who are actually going away on? There's only a handful duty? that are going away international. Because one, one of them is David Myler. So I'm kind of hoping yeah. that in his absence, Clement finds another midfielder to sit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what I was thinking, more in a slightly more positive note than that, is that you want him to go away and have a really good international break yes, and have yeah, a great yeah. time with his country. Yeah. Who does he? Who? Where? Where's he from? Ireland. Ireland. Okay. Yeah. You want him to go away, have a great time with Ireland, and then then come back and go. Do you know what? I'm I'm, I'm up for this now yes i feel like because you know confidence is everything in football and if he can pick up a bit of confidence in, in those games maybe that can transfer yeah. into yeah. the club game and we did manage to we did manage to sneak in uh one more loan before the um 
before the loan window closed, which I think it has just closed, um, was this lad whose name I can't pronounce, Ezelatil, who is a uh, Iranian midfielder. Oh, cool. Uh, who performed reasonably well in the World Cup. So that's another lad that maybe will come in and add something. Uh, but I'm probably, I'm clutching at straws a little bit. But on a positive side, there are 40 league games remaining. So you've always got the chance and you don't need to win many in this division to really switch up where you are in the league. So, I just hope that we can put a little mini run together and get a couple of wins or you know a couple of wins in a draw or something just to drag us up into a more reasonable position. One of, one of the things that I used to say quite a lot under Chris Wilder um but I also remember posing this question at the um to to a colleague when we were bizarrely commentating on an ice hockey game. Um it like half time we're talking about football and I I said, you know, when when does a bad start to the season become a bad season <laughs> which what is that point that kind of point of no return like the windmill on the tracks in back to the yeah, future three yeah, yeah. what is the point where you can't where you now are salvaging something out of the season um and i'll tell you what it is not it's not after six games well no exactly it's, I mean, it's a long way down the track from here before you you've got into the position where you're looking at it saying we are now having a bad season you're just yeah. having a bad start i think if you really think about it in this in this league at the moment you probably want to have 40 points minimum to to survive you're looking at 12 wins let's say or you know however you're going to get them and across the course of the season you'd like to think that of the 23 home games, we could pick up eight or nine wins at home, you know? So you'd hope. You'd, you'd hope. You it, would hope. But it has been a pretty <laughs> shit start. It's been I a mean, very, very poor and, and, start. And, and the thing, but the difference is, and just to finally kind of cap it off from an Oxford perspective, is that we're still in the relegation zone, even though that doesn't fucking count this early on in the yeah. season. Um, but we've got something to, to hang, yeah. a, hang a hat on. And the, 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 the draw against Man City as well, little things like yeah, that, makes a, a little boy the players, yeah. and make everybody suddenly feel excited and positive And get people the into the ground as yeah. well. So yeah. all of those little things contribute to the success on the pitch. And it sounds like Reading need a little bit of that. We do. So let's hope we've got uh, Preston North End after the international break. So fingers crossed. Ooh, oh, no. So I was going to say you're going to have to face uh, Ryan Ledson former Oxford and former Everton uh, like really solid midfielder but actually no he's going to be banned because he, he <laughs> you would have seen that absolute yes. horror yeah, challenge horror tackle. yeah fantastic oh, I miss Lego excellent well then there we go so that brings us to the end uh, of another week and we'll be back sometime next week, I should imagine, to catch up and see how Oxford did uh, on their on their Sunday TV game. Yeah, Very the famous nice. Oxford United. Exactly. And we're off to Wembley. Right then, Andy, uh, it's time, I'm afraid, to say goodbye. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Please check us out, uh, WorldyPod on Twitter and WorldyPod on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. If you search for WorldyPod, you can get us on Instagram and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and all those other places. So catch us, please, next time on Worldy. Kick him up and down the training pitch.